You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm patrick i'm bob and i'm tom mm. bob you have mm. a way of saying your name that i never realized until just now how is it y- you do a very tiny stretch syllable very bob. tiny in the middle <laughs> or at the end no at the middle uh, bob <laughs> it's a long O. You know why? It's, it, it's it feels a, it's a odd to say. O. Yeah, it's it's odd. You know, because it's. I think if I'm introducing myself, I'm like, "Hey, I'm Bob." You know what I mean? And it's yeah. not the way I say it when I'm actually talking to someone. Mm-hmm. But when I'm saying, "I'm Bob," Tom has a weird. Tom, I think it probably feels the same way for you, where you're like, "I'm yeah, Tom." I'm Tom. Because it's weird. You never say, I'm Tom. You know what I mean? Like, Patrick, because you have the multi. Like, if, if we said, here, let's, let's restart it. Pat, restart the episode. Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Robert. Oh, I'm Thomas. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So if you and say, NPR presents, yeah. say, I'm Pat, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm Pat is just weird, period. Uh, but to, actually, this is a good opportunity. We, we got a lot of listeners. Uh, everybody, if you are wondering what does Patrick prefer to be called when you introduce yourself, blah, blah, or, or say my name or whatever, uh, I don't care. Like, you know how some people are like, any pronouns will do? Um, um, any iteration of my name will do. As long as it's said respectfully, I, I couldn't care. So just yeah 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 that's a nice thing yeah I mean I think I mean some people like like are very specific about like I know I know and I I, I, I mean, respect I, them but right I always knew you as Patrick I'm, but I was like that's annoying yeah for me <laughs> listen I'm, I'm open because it feels Pat, too like you're like that's my yeah, boy Pat yeah I know PK, I listen it, P, we made PK become a thing from PK is a good yeah, thing PK like works like PK. PK I'm fine with PK PK is um, nice um. Tom, Tommy, I, so for me, Bobby doesn't offend me, but I feel like you better be pretty familiar. It's like a nice thing. Like if I was a kid, like any of my aunts or uncles can call me Bobby. My cousin's totally cool. But you know, like, like when I was in high school, cute girl wants to call me Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I don't love that. Go, go <laughs> to town. All good. Uh, no, no, I was, I was good with it. It was good. Well, um, I, I, don't, I don't think I like Bobby. <laughs> I don't think I, don't I, I think I'd... Bobby was all right. Bobby was all right. <laughs> Rob was that. fine. Robert, fine. Robbie is where it got weird. Robbie, I'm like, ah, it's just, I don't, I don't really know any. Like, like that sounds like you know, like I know the European pop star, but sure. uh, right, but right, otherwise, right. Robbie's weird. Robbie's a weird one. But no, otherwise, oh, oh, most most we, variants of my first name are totally fine. We get we got a guest coming in. Hold on one sec. Hey, Dad, I'm a, I'm on a podcast right now. Is everything okay? Oh, okay. okay, okay. Uh, did, did, hold on. Let me just explain to the uh, listeners why you're calling. It's because I sent oh. you. It's because I sent you a photo of Hawkins Stadium. Is it Hawkins? Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was. In, it was in Manans, and my brother uh, and I went every Sunday to a doubleheader 
on the Second Avenue bus with two dollars in our pocket, and we partied. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, I'm on a I'm on a site that has all these old photos of Albany. Uh, do you remember the 1911 Capitol fire? 1911. Uh, no, Come lying. on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll speak to you later. <laughs> I'll call you when I'm done. You go by. I should have asked him about the uh, Gene Autry and Champion show uh, at Hawkins Stadium. He might have been there in 1959. <laughs> Gene Autry played uh, with Champion? <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. So there is some uh, Twitter that has all these old photos of Albany. And I just uh, am starting to send them to my father because they're, you know, the 1911 uh, Capitol fire, he's obviously not, wasn't alive for, but uh, he is an old man. So I'm sending yeah. him, you know, old men like to remember shit. So I, I'm sending him some uh, old photos and asking him if he remembers X, <laughs> Y, or Z from the Capitol region. Tom, old men like to remember shit, says Patrick, uh, a, I hate, I hate places. Uh, meanwhile, is like, in the right, like memories, like the corner of my mind, looking at Twitter accounts of old photos of Albany. Jesus, Bro, I mean these these all live with Scotty J there. <laughs> these but these predate me by. At Patrick least sees a, a backpack sitting on a chair and just gets wistful for the Albany hardcore scenes. Like, oh man, I, I did that. Those were our times. Those were special I did, times. <laughs> I did that interview the other day where they asked, uh, "What was your involvement with Albany Hardcore?" And I had said on the podcast that I feel like that's a setup question that makes nobody happy. Uh, you should have literally just said, "Kate Reddy's my cousin." Kind of. I, I should have said that. That's I should have said, I, "I run, I run it." <laughs> <laughs> I run it still. You know what? Actually, this is going to be an, a conversation for a different episode. But what I answered, I answered in talking about they were asking about uh, Albany's hardcore scene, what makes it uh, specific to Albany, et cetera. And I was saying, uh, you know, I could probably find some uh, uh, characteristics that prevail over the years. But really, it's very difficult in talking about hardcore to to say that any place has a specific sound identity because it trends prevail. And uh, you're looking at this idea that if you're someplace for five years, you might only get one experience that would then shift almost the day you leave. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like uh, Albany could, Albany was very moshy for three years and then was like very emo-y for three years and say that you were only there for those three years, you went to college or something, right? then your memory of the thing is Albany is X, right? Yeah, it's, Albany it's, is it's, it's, it's quite myopic. Yeah, but it's it's kind of a thing that we all do and everybody does in conversation. And, yeah. But it just got me thinking about that notion. We could talk about – that's a topic for another day is – A topic uh, for another day. Impressions that we've had that are <laughs> based on limited data sets. Well, I mean we, we – on a weird episode we recorded where we did a, a – sort of like uh Stephen Hawking's but like the like Stephen Hawking's like broken younger brother who's just like I can't live up to this genius. Mm. W- what do we call him? We'll call him Roger Hawking's. Yeah. Um he uh a brief history of Syracuse hardcore and like I I think when I say Syracuse hardcore all three of us have an image of what that is. Yeah, yeah, oh I mean well, you advance you just a se- you, you advance a few Cleve, like you can name a million places. And you advance just a few years, and it's like, well, you know, uh, people forget Black SS was the biggest band from Syracuse for 
any number of years. Sure. Yeah. And, and completely uh, they, different sound. Absolutely. There's attitude. Different. There were a bunch of bands from that area. That totally. Total, and just not, the, it wasn't like, well, so that was there was Earth Crisis and then that was that. It's, uh, all right, good topic for another day um, because there are arguments to be made for regional sounds that pervade, but like what, how long do you need for it for that to be the cement? Like how long does it take for that kind of thing to be? And, and like, then this how is the gravestone. Take, and then how long does it take for people to, go back to it because they are reclaiming some part of their local history. Do you know Correct. what I mean? Cause yeah. you're always going to, it's always going to get abandoned and then people come back to it for, you know, because that's, that's what we do here. Whatever. Well, just, just, <laughs> just so we put it on the record and we send a big shout out to all our friends and family at equal vision records. Not a, not a sponsored ad, not a, not a, a sponsor though. They should be, there will never ever ever be another new york wolf pack <laughs> that's a fact a little uh, moment of silence right there too yeah um, before we do sponsors i'm just sending my father uh, a lincoln's funeral procession down broadway in albany to see if he remembers this <laughs> yeah, he wasn't around for that either <laughs> uh gratitude yeah, to like 1872 no yeah, All right. yeah what, what's your memory of it it's a great prank today i went to wegman's with amanda it was like Oh, have you ever been to a Wegmans before? And she's like, yes, of course I have. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty cool. They started in uh, upstate New York, I think near like Syracuse. And she's like, I've been to a Wegmans before. I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad we got to make it your first trip. And she was driving her crazy to do that. Um, gratitude to closed casket activities. Uh, Lincoln's funeral procession. Gratitude to To Live a Lie. Uh, the Tomahawk Flats. Gratitude. To convulse records, uh, a historic valley of the Tomacabonic, uh, soon to disappear forever. Zingadong bone. Uh, <laughs> gratitude to Run for Cover Records. Uh, twin bridges in Half Moon, New York. <sighs> guys, uh, we're going to start off at Convulse Records. We're going to keep it pretty quick today, guys. Uh, convulserecords.com. We're going to direct you to pre-orders, and we're going to tell you you need to go pre-order the gum. Slogan Machine LP, due out May 19th, Chattanooga, Tennessee's finest hardcore band. Uh, PK, you, you have a little familiarity with this one. What, what can we expect? Uh, if I said smart hardcore, that would turn people off. Uh, I will instead say um, uh, clever. Uh, it is uh, not smarter than the room. It's not trying to be something it's not. Uh not trying to uh, be pretentious. It's just, you know how we talk about certain bands, they are the thing, but they're also just played by slightly smarter people. Uh, that's what gum is. Then you, you played Chattanooga with them, didn't you? We did. Yeah. And it was it ripped. It did rip. You know, Chattanooga rips. It, it is. Uh, it was a very good time. Honestly, uh, if I had to give it up to two, three scenes in the U S that are unexpected, but, but fun is we've talked about Boise a lot, uh, mm. Chattanooga. <clears throat> mm. And then, uh, also, uh, little rock surprising, not, maybe not as, as uh, big as those two in terms of, uh, human beings. Although, you know, I'm only seeing my shows. Maybe people just, you know, maybe, maybe there's shows that do great business, but, uh, maybe not as big, but really enthusiastic and loyal, uh, crowd there. So uh, it's, those are the three scenes that I, off the top of my head, I go, huh, well, <laughs> pretty cool. So there you go. Shout out. Shout out Gum. Shout out Slogan Machine. Excited to hear this one. 
Uh, let's swing on over. We're keeping it tight today because we want to get into the meat of today's episode. Uh, run for cover records, runforcoverrecords.com. Uh, guys, it has been 10 years since the Citizen record, Youth, came out. Um, kind of crazy. Time goes very quickly. This record, uh, if you haven't, if you're not familiar with it, if you look at it, you will know it. You, you've seen this record cover, period. Uh, I don't know why. Always has struck me as a very memorable cover. Um, very interesting look. And this is kind of the record that I think set Citizen off. Uh, is that is that an accurate statement? I think yeah, so. I I, think so. I, I uh, I'm not. I love these dudes, but their music didn't make sense to me until later in their career. Uh, this record, I think, for people uh, younger than me, is beyond iconic. It kind of like exemplifies yeah. a moment. You know, you know yeah. what I mean. So. Or is emblem and uh, emblematic of a moment, and uh, I think that it is very cool what this band has done. Which is, and uh, also my understanding is turnover to a degree as well. Is they had this success, like by any standard, people cared about some of these records, like these early records, and then they said, "Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> We're not going to make it easy." <laughs> We're going to do what we want on every record. And hopefully the people that like the early stuff will like the, the, the later stuff as well, but we're going to take the chance. Uh, not an easy thing for somebody that's being told, Hey, this rules. Hey, I love this. Not an easy thing to, to no, no. From, from the formula. So uh, respect uh, to these guys for sure. Respect to these guys for sure. And I think you're not wrong about that. I think one of the coolest things I can say about Citizen and Turnover, and to be really honest about any band, you nailed it. They've evolved their sound in a very like, hey, we're just going to keep writing the music we want to write. And it, <clears throat> it has, to me, always felt like a slow evolution. There's never been a like hard left turn, in my opinion. There have been changes, especially if you were to listen to this record and the latest Citizen record, you might go, ooh, that is different. But... Um, but I feel like even more so, the the compliment that that's truly been paid is that they've had large fan bases who've stuck with them through it and those evolutions, and been with it, and that's that's like that's remarkable and uh, a sign of both an open eared audience and a very capable uh, songwriting group. So. Shout out to Citizen. Shout out to Youth. This is their 10-year anniversary edition. It's up there. Bunch of different options. Bunch of different merch options, including uh, custom carpets. <laughs> carpets? Okay. Rugs. Rugs, right? Rugs. 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 Yeah, there we go. That's cool. I think that's neat. So shout out to them. Uh, RunForCoverRecords.com. Get into it. They're doing a bunch of shows off that record, too. Oh, thank you. Bunch of shows. Sorry. With our boys I, well, in Philadelphia. Yeah, where I think um, I know there's a New York show. I think a Boston show, and oh, I now think, it's like or something. Like they're playing Austin, they're playing California. <laughs> it's like nuts. Hell yeah to them! So shout out. Make sure you guys go get that. Go check out these shows. Um, uh, you all know how we feel about these bands. Good, good look, good looking out. Uh, Runforcoverrecords.com. Check it out, guys. How you doing? How you feeling? Million bucks. Good. Million good. bucks. Is that like Australian money? Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's only 
uh, like nine bucks. It's, it's six hundred fifty-seven thousand yeah. million kroner. Uh, so uh, we are gonna do a funny thing. We actually, I like how agile we can be. It's good. It's a good feeling. You know, our podcast is not young in terms of hours in, but we were. We had a plan. We were like, oh, loosely, not like some like rigid thing. It was like, oh, hey, here's this cool idea. Cool, cool. All right. And we're talking pre-show. And I was like, oh, wait, how about we do this instead? Great idea by Tom. I was like, oh, cool. And, uh, you know, 65 seconds of navigating and we got a new topic for the day. I- I'm very excited and stoked for how we did that. <clears throat> Guys. Are you ready to enter the time machine? Yeah, I'm ready. Off. As long as we promise to talk about new shit. <laughs> because whenever whenever I do like the like, holy shit, that was how, – how long ago was this? This was like 20 years ago? <laughs> holy 21. shit, this was 20 years ago? <laughs> whenever yeah. I do that, I go, oh, man, I got to go listen to somebody's demo now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're gonna we're gonna hot tub time machine back to 2002. Um, on the way there, we're gonna exclusively listen to um, streaming demos on Bandcamp. So uh, <laughs> yeah. the the re, the revitalization of demo core is upon us. Um, before we get there, let me let me set the stage. A uh, couple things. One, have you guys ever seen in print the word exquisite? I had to write it the other day, and uh, it took me half an hour to spell it correctly. Well, it's it's exquisite, E X Q U I S I T E. Tom, I saw it on a billboard today, misspelled as E S Q. Exquisite. No. I was I was like beside myself, like was driving down a very busy road, uh, and like almost did the like. Can I flip? Can I can I bust a Yui in the middle of the road so I can go take a picture of this? I couldn't believe it. So I uh, never would have caught that, nor would I have caught uh, the one that's uh, uh, scandalizing comics right now, which is a DC book that uh, said uh, uh, Oslo, Sweden, as the location uh, that it was happening, and like. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and for people that don't know, don't don't feel guilty. You don't need to be a world traveler. Uh, Oslo, uh, not in Sweden. In not in Sweden yeah. is in Norway. Yeah. But it's a mistake yeah. that if you were writing, like, it just means that that oh, the first draft made it to print. That's what that. Means. Th- that that's yeah, how right. many eyes looked at that thing and no one caught it? Uh, there should have <laughs> been several. Uh, there, I'm sure that, there's that did some, catch it or didn't. I mean, a lot of people. Did. I don't know yeah. if I would have caught it. I don't know if I would have caught either one. Yeah. I am like a psychopath when it comes to this. Mm. Yeah. And I can pick it out like immediately. It's 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 really it goes over really well with people. I was going to yeah, say you are the, you yeah. are the ad mat guy. Uh, you, you yeah, I'm kind of yeah. If no, it's really good. It's really good. <laughs> it's cra- it's it, it's a problem. Because like <laughs> I did this uh incendiary is doing like a like a, a, a listening party at um a a, a, a friend of ours bar on Long Island called Elsie Lane, I think. Hell yeah. And they misspelled limited on the fucking ad mat. I go, you guys work in advertising. It happens to the best. So I go, by the way, it spelled, they spelled it. Someone spelled, whoever did it, spelled it limited. L E M I T. Oh no. L I M E T E D. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, that's Tom, that's my favorite really kind. Egregious. And I go, this is wrong. And and I go, I'm sorry, I'm probably like the 74th person. All these like, yeah, you definitely are like the 74th person. I'm like, well, I went to law school for this. 
Yeah, you have to have the Tom. Here's here's one that gets me, Tom, because people will make the argument. How do you spell collectible? Actually, hold on, Patrick. How do you spell collectible? C O L L E C T A B L E. Okay, Tom, is that correct or no? I was going to go I B L E. Yes. They people go different ways with it, and I believe. Let me look how I like how do, how do I like the. I think I like the A version, but when I see no, it's the I version. I like the I version, but I believe this is one of those like in, <clears throat> yeah. It's it's both, but it's neither. So when I see it in print, it makes me crazy. And there's a place I drive by. <clears throat> Used to live near it. It's out in Cherry Hill, outskirts of Philly, and it has the A B L E, and it looks so wrong. I I feel like I'm going to get in a car accident because I stare at it every time. I'm like, that looks so wrong every time I see it. It makes me crazy. <laughs> um, it's an affliction, Tom, and I'm sorry that you you have it. it it's it's fucking brutal. You know what gets me if we're if and yeah. for folks out there, take it from your friend Tom. When you're happy to be a part of something. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. A part is yeah. literally how pe- I can, like. I'm very proud to have been a part of something. That's the opposite of a what part. you're trying to say. Yeah. It's yeah, a, a part, part, not a part. One word. Thank you, guys. Love you all. All right, guys. We are traveling to a place where spelling and grammar doesn't matter. It's Syracuse 2002. Some of these band Hellfest. names are made up anyway. Yes, it is Hellfest <laughs> 2002. We actually, this is part two of what's going to be a three-part series. The first and third parts are going to be on, first part's on our Patreon already. Third part's going to be on our Patreon later this week, likely. Um, But this part was too juicy not to put here. Um, We did the Friday already. Today's the Saturday, and the third part will be the Sunday. We're just going through this lineup, talking about it, hashing it out, trying to understand a time before time. Um, so, so just to, to reset, um, in 2002, I was alive. I was into hardcore. I was not at this show. Patrick was alive, was into hardcore, was at this show. Tom was alive, was into hardcore, was at this show. So, I will be serving kind of as the uh, the um, the the ball machine at the uh, batting cages for you guys. Serving and it up. Serving it up. <clears throat> there are so many bands on this show. I'm going to start on stage C. Are you guys ready? Is there anything? Well, beforehand, are there any big ideas that – what did the Saturday at Hellfest 2002 feel like? Was it inside? Was it outside? Uh, let the ambush begin. Set the stage. All right, so it was outdoors, so it was dusty as hell. So dusty. Three stages, all within pretty close proximity to each other. Very close proximity. Not Coachella vibes. I think people can't really understand. Yeah, Yeah, these were on top of each other. Right, so if you listen to the Friday episode, I told the story about Dillinger's Cape Plan and fire. That plays a big part in the rest of the weekend, which we mm. will. I could tell a very specific story on Sunday. 
Jeez, this is such a good tease. Oh, I love it. So it's so it's outdoors. It was at a fairgrounds. Um, they did it there two day, two years in a row. So so Hellfest. It started as Syracuse Fest in the nineties. It was at like Lost Horizons or Hungry Charlie's. I think it was Hungry Charlie's. Random shit. Um, two thousand was a big clusterfuck. The venue got shut down, so they had to have it all at this one place. 2001 was the indoor place, which was probably my favorite. And Pat can might be able to vibe with me on this. It was an indoor, like kind of like a, uh, um, like like a sports section. Like it had like games and all these different things. But the room itself had stages on both sides, and it probably fit you know a couple thousand people. So like literally, one band would end, yeah, and you just like turn around, and the other band would start, yeah. So there were no one was in competition. Everyone played back to back to back to back to back. So it was actually kind of cool. This was out, the first year they did it outdoors, um, and they did it outdoors two thousand two, two thousand three, and then two thousand four is when they went to um, a place that Bob would know of. The um, I forget the name of the the actual venue, but it's right near the IKEA in Elizabeth, New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, remember there was like that, like like a laser tag place or some shit. Yes, yes, Red building yes, I- yes. What was that place called? I never went to any shows there. I think this might be the only thing they tried to have happen there. If I'm, remembering you know what? I question. actually saw Agnostic Front and Blood for Blood there. Whoa. It wasn't no, because Rexplex was in West. Orleans. It was Rexplex. It was Rexplex. Was it Good Rexplex? Yeah, so it's it not the original Rexplex. It's the second Rexplex. Um, yeah. So shout out to Rexplex. Yeah, I saw it was like Biohazard, Agnostic Front, Blood for Blood, and a few other, I, maybe Terror. And it was like on, it was great because it was in a soccer, like a little tiny soccer field. But now you're standing there watching bands on like like grass, like fake grass. Very comfortable. Great for your art. I was going to say, mm, I like that. Better for your Yeah, joints. it was fun. So now we're in 2002, we're outdoors. It's fucking dusty as hell, literally and figuratively. And now we're on stage C. <laughs> uh, Patrick, you are merely an attendee. How are you feeling Saturday? Do you, you don't remember many details, but we talked about this and you've been in uh, the nostalgia van uh, looking at old photos of Albany. Um, any memory of who you were at this f- show with? No, no. Uh, and, I, and I apologize. <laughs> uh, there are a lot of Albany bands playing this. So did you run? There are. Them? I don't think I rode with them. I don't think. I, but... Ever is if hey to any of our listeners, if you and I attended this together, uh, do let me know. Uh, I'm just thrown off because I attended uh, one at the Lost Horizon, which I think was pre Hellfest. Maybe that was that that might have been Syracuse Fest, Syracuse Fest, and then was that the infamous one? Uh, I have no memory. I don't, I was was not at the incident. I was not at the incident. I certainly do would have remembered that incident if I had seen it. So I, but I was at one of those mainline conversation. Yeah. Can you, you, what was that? How did you start this whole little thing? You said, uh, you were asking people, what were you saying? Go ahead and do that again. Uh, if, if, uh, I attended this with you, uh, (laughs) is this unsolved mysteries? Of course if, it is. If you or anyone you, you know knows who I attended this with, uh, please do, talk, talk to Robert Stark. <laughs> Robert Stack. Do, Robert Stack. Yeah. Stack. Do let me know. It's not that uh, I have any disrespect for the memory of what of our time there, but uh, I just have a bad memory. Uh, and you were straight edge, right? Yeah. I, I. I mean, 
firstly, when did you go straight edge, Patrick? Like 2017 or something? 2017. <laughs> yeah, something like, like that. You're like a re-edger on like some of those other famous people? No, I'm not a re-edger, but I, I also say, uh, I know people do it. I know people do it, but looking at this lineup, I cannot imagine wanting to be hammered for this just because this is, I, do people like this type of music when they're real far gone? Cause this seems like it would be very irritating <laughs> after a short while. So yeah, you get <clears throat> I don't know. So here's I mean, what I want to say is that <laughs> this is designed for young people. Like, like when, when I hear it, like I hear people in, in advanced age, uh, progressed, hardcore folk will say and like oh there's so many bands on the show and i'm like bro if you're 18 you're like sick 75 bands i'm so excited for 48 of them it's like whoa yep even looking back you don't totally have that feeling because the parts you remember like i remember the 12 band show that was misery to me the festival i went to where i was excited for like a solid 55% of the bands who played. I remembered a little less. I don't remember like there's no pain in that, you know? Uh, so, so shout out to this for being a completely loaded show. I think if you were over the age of 35 at this show, you were likely being paid as security. <laughs> no and doubt. Dead now. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I actually, I'm looking at this and there's so many, bands that I think are like terminally mid, but I would go to this today. I think this would be very fun. Like, and if there was an equivalent today, uh, Eric, Eric and I went like when you were young, the Hellfest version. Yeah. What? No, 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 no. I mean, if there was like, I would attend something that, that was similar in tone that was happening with bands that are current. Uh, I mean, isn't that what goes on? That's somewhat what goes on, but this is more metal than anything that we've. Because that was what was big in two thousand two. I know, I know, but I, I would, I would check it out today. Uh, by the way, Eric and I went through the uh, summer of hate lineups for for like the ten years that it went on. There's some wild ten fucking lineups. It there outlasted was some, Hellfest. There was some wild fucking lineups. <laughs> Marauder return appearances. What's happening on Worst Possible Timeline? You you, like crossing wires. You're like Worst Possible Timeline, the hardcore podcast. (laughs) No, it's just just, ideas from us now. No, we're talking about we're talking about Coachella and how Coachella (laughs) fails for me because I don't like that. I don't like that mix. Like I don't. I don't want to see. You don't like uh, any of the bands on it. I, well, I don't want to see Knocked Loose play between Frank Ocean and, uh, and Billy Eilish. Uh, Billie, uh, yeah, it has, it, like to me, that's so. Uh, and I was saying, don't well, you're people, not a 19 year old flowers in your hair. Oh, I understand, but I was saying, I was saying, uh, is this who is this for? Be, and, uh, because I would want to see the thing that I want to see, like the thing that is my interest. It's for the non discerning person that's who right. quote that's unquote right. likes music. That's right. So, so that's what was pointed out to me was that to the to a certain type of person, Billie Eilish and Frank Ocean are exactly the same genre of music, and, and that uh, you know, Pusha T and and uh, I, I don't know. You said that with an old part in your voice, man. Car seat headrest. Well, well, what I'm saying is, I I would rather attend 
an all day grindcore festival. Like and a themed it, thing. Yes. Just something a, where scatter I, shot. I don't like that bullshit. Well, I mean, you understand, like, there's tons of people who go to Coachella who aren't even, like, fronting that they're there to see music, really. Yeah, I, mean, I get that. Yeah. I get that. You know what I mean? I would, like, I, there's some I, people who are like, oh, I want to see yeah. this one thing. I want to see one thing. It's like, so you're going to go out to, the, like, where do you live? Like, Palm Springs? Okay. Oh, no, you live in, you know, Missouri? Damn, that's a long way to go see one band, but it's like no, they want to go to Coachella. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's I, I, I mean, listen, I, sells it out. Nobody nineteen, like, yeah, nineteen year olds with flowers in their hair. That's who's going to Coachella. I get it. I'm j- I'm just I I was looking at it. You go to a Marshella. Like, I would rather go to Summer of Hate by far. Marshella. Wow. Um, I guess one could call Hellfast 2002 Marshella. It's Brochella. <laughs> And Patrick yeah, was there, Brochella. All right, why don't we get started? There's three stages. We got to get it. Stage C, uh, a main stage, stage B, stage C. Um, stage C start in the day at 11.20 a.m. <gasps> don't worry. They weren't the first band to play. Um, Eiffel. Eiffel. Um, yeah, I don't know a thing. I got nothing. I know. They, I feel like they were in. Pat, correct me. Were they in with like Vox and all those types of bands? We're just guessing that. No, I don't know. <laughs> we yeah. have no idea. But uh, all right, all right, there's Eiffel right. 65 who does that. Like, yeah, I'm blue. Like that dance music. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to Discogs right now, and I don't even know if I can find the correct Eiffel. Let's take a look. Oh, look, this, I'm seeing an Eiffel like, that like would young fit. Man. The, Hold on. I'm looking at this and it fits the oh, right it is time Vox. frame. It, it, no, no, listen. Oh, it is Vox. It I is Vox. Vox. Okay. Wow, they, could, they Vox went from bad Eiffel, name Eiffel to Vox. They, <laughs> they went from bad name to bad name. Fuck. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Well, so that, explain that, this then. What is Vox? Um, uh, approachable. Am I like Wilson Westchester for not knowing Vox? No, not at all. No. It was a. I want to say it was an EVR band. Uh, maybe. No, no, no. Yes. Oh, it was. Oh, don't so, worry. I, I messed up. They were on Volcom EVR and undecided. Okay. Yeah. So basically, what it is is it's just uh, super approachable uh, post-hardcore of that era. There you go. And there were a bunch of bands in that weird like Vendetta Red and Vox and yep, yeah. yep, yep. Definitely uh, like seen. Like, I just don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I no forget way. what context I met them, but I met them and they were all cool dudes. But they were definitely on that like, you know, let's try to make this our career sort of it thing manages. pretty early. And uh, I just wanted to point out that on Discogs, uh, there is a comment uh, in the review section that says by Kenneth Daniels that says I was in this band and have multiple copies of most of the stuff. And if anyone wants it, let me know. <laughs> so wow. There you go. Yo, good energy. Shout, shout out to that. Team. Yeah, I like honestly, it. always like, on the You house. know what? Whatever. Fuck it. Um, you might have met Vox in the pit for this next band, Burning Bridges. Oh, okay. Albany. Albany. Uh, Our boy Joe. Uh, Joe. J. Hans was in it. Uh, Scott J. Um, Hans sang in it. Hans was in it. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hans sang in it. Uh, so I don't think Hans will mind me saying this or nor the other guys. Uh, he was agonized for people that don't know who Hans is. Hans, uh, uh also played an end of a year. <clears throat> uh, he sang for this band and he was completely, I, it was such an interesting time in a young man's life because he was totally agonizing over if he wanted to continue doing it. He would like soft quit all the time because right. 
it was kind of uh, in that terror vein, uh, maybe maybe more on like the between undertow and terror. I think would probably be the way to put it. And sure. uh, Hans was just not in that mindset at that time. He they would play shows, people would mosh hard, and he just was like, "This is stupid. I don't I don't want to be around this." And the other guys were like yo, people actually like our band. You know what I mean? Could you not be so negative about the fucking thing? But uh, weird time for everybody involved. Uh, might be worth revisiting. They might have a track. I don't know. Yeah, uh seemed like there are people who remember them fondly. And yeah, on the moshier side of things for that time frame. But not, not, not like on an ignorant level, just no. hard, hardcore, you know? Yeah. All right, uh, the minor times. Uh, I forget if this is the Bad band question. that was. I forget if this was the band that was pissed off at at uh, self defense or not. I think so. I, my memory's mm. not good. Uh, one of one of these bands that used to play uh, Ryan Hex's shows uh, in Syracuse. Yes. Uh, we we played uh, one of those shows and we showed up late, which meant that they had to set up. And I'm sorry, minor times, if this is not you. Uh, they had to set up their twelve, uh, uh, see, there's twelve uh, tube televisions behind them, uh, for the effect of all the snow or whatever you know, whatever the fuck thing visually they were doing. Minor times. I'm sorry, this might not be you, but it, it was it, at any rate somebody was mad at us. In my mind, it was the minor times. Uh, it, I think it's on that like um, uh, heavy, but as they used to say all the time, angular, uh, <laughs> heavy but angular. Yep. Uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, you could like, uh, botch and enjoy this, or you could, uh, like, uh, sort of the EVR fall of Troy. So, so sort of space and like this. So that's what this was. Yeah, that tracks. And sorry if it was you that, uh, we showed up late on. And if it wasn't, sorry for accusing you. Mm. This is another name I know. Remembering never. Mm. <laughs> this band Third actually band, got, got super fucking got, heavy. Yeah, it got kind of big or big or fake. Big very big. Um, so, shout out to uh, Mean Pete who played twice on this fest. He he literally played twice on this stage within six and a half hours of each other. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, so Tom, can we describe what was going on in Florida at this time? <laughs> um. Yes, it was. So culture and morning again happened. Then poison the well happened. And then there were a ton of like, in, like ridiculously heavy, moshy hardcore bands. So There's like yeah. Eulogy. They were on Ferret. Remember, everyone was on Ferret, but like that sort of like tuned down, um, like super heavy, super moshy, like deep voice mosh. You know, I like this band because their first record was on some brokenhearted uh, young guy shit where it was uh, bitter towards your ex-girlfriend metalcore. And mm -hmm. uh, then subsequent records were nothing about that. And I remember got real political. Yeah. He got real political. And I remember him <laughs> in an interview just saying, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was just, I was just like, you know, I, it looks like such a cliche. I was just like an angry dude for, for that time. And it reflected poorly. Uh, I mean, probably 20 at the time, 19, you know, like, yeah, I mean, listen, it happens. It's just, I, I think it's so interesting that you could have a relatively short career and still in that time say, yeah, I don't I, listen. I, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> I 
think it's what was in the water and I was mad, but it was stupid of me to do, you know? So that's cool. Like uh, really when, had- when did this band continue to, do we know this? I mean, oh, he's still they still play here. I mean, okay. I mean, throughout the aughts into into the 2010s, at least. Yeah, I'm looking at this. It looks like they did records till 2006, and then another LP in like 2013. Mm. That sounds right. Yeah, but he was in other band. It's like he's done a ton of shit. So it's like this was just one of them. His first big one, probably. But yeah, yeah. This uh, this band was big. I'm not going to belabor this, but. This is a band who definitely had a moment. I uh, worked for a merch company who sold a lot of their shirts to companies like Hot Topic, etc. Like remembering Never shirts did well. Um, guess how many monthly listeners on Spotify? Twenty-five thousand. Okay. Uh, uh, Nine thousand. Six thousand eight hundred. Weird. Mm. It shows the times not friendly. This is kind of the recurring theme we found on the last episode. There's a lot of these bands who are names that like me is not a fan knew these names knew. And they were like bands who were like, Oh yeah, this band goes on tours and headlines with several of these other bands. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been 21 years. Um, okay. Let's keep it moving. X one fifth X. Tallahassee. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Tallahassee's right. You guys, holy shit. <laughs> I was certain this was going to be a... No, nah, I don't know this one. Wow. Yeah, I have I mean, no they idea. Were like, Never heard of it. I mean, they went on to other stuff. I think maybe... Were they in The Boys No Good? Something. I don't know. Wow, but they were yeah. like a thing like from like Atlanta down to Miami. That sounds right, yeah. Yeah, and shout out because I think that was a thing people don't understand... Maybe partially videos helped this, but I remember there was a time where there were bands who would do well regionally in the South and not so much other areas. And it was just like, like for exa- example, Down to Nothing was huge in the South, like playing huge shows in Florida, Atlanta, etc. Even like Birmingham, well before the rest of the country caught on to them. It was sure. fascinating. Really interesting. You know, Bob, these dudes went on to some of these dudes. I don't know who, but they went on to kids like us. Okay. Well, that's right. Makes sense. Yep. And that's another one. That was the other example I was going to say is like kids like us. Uh, Loki had a pretty big following a lot of places later on, but just crushed, crushed it in the South. Yep. A bunch of those men. All right. Uh, this afternoon. I have no idea. Uh. No idea. Yeah, no idea. Let's see. Like decent enough spot too. Yeah, well, yeah. Gotta... Mid afternoon, they were like, "Ah, oh, this afternoon, two forty. Yeah. Oh shit! What are we looking at here? Uh, is it this afternoon with one record on in plain music? Does that seem mm-hmm. viable? Um, they have a band camp. Oh, okay. They're from Syracuse. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yep. So we're we're on the right path. There's they have a record a, called Make Made by Make Believe and then Party Killer in two thousand three. Not to be confused with the uh Nickelback single from two twenty ten this afternoon. Mm. I don't remember that one. Me neither. This afternoon I was fortunate to, uh, to embark on a week long tour with Dashboard Confessional and One Line Drawing, which was the band's first adventure into touring. Oh, um, okay. 
they played at SUNY Albany's Park Fest, along such acts as Oh uh, Professional Thursday and DOS Effects. Oh. And they've also played This Year's Hellfest with the likes of Hatebreed, Misfits, and many more. Okay, <laughs> great. I found that on Interpunk. Thanks, Interpunk. Fucking Interpunk, man. Interpunk is that's another that's a Patreon episode in itself. Um uh Ed Gein. Ed Gein? Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Ed Gein. Serial killer. Yeah. So uh, anytime you're named after serial killer, your band's probably lit. Uh, this <laughs> um, uh, this also Brian Murray from Pat, or is this a little too heavy? Is uh, no, this is this is the too fast. Burnt by the sun. This too. This is too fast for most of it. Although their later records, I think they slowed down to a crawl for a time. Uh, Brian Murray hit me a day ago and said, "Ed Gein, in my memory, they were good. Are they still good?" And I said, you know what? That's crazy, Mr. Youth Crew, that you would enjoy this. But uh, I think that this had more crossover than a lot of stuff in this world. I think it went into the basement scene a little bit more effectively. Yes, it did. Than a lot of this. Uh, It, uh, you know. By all accounts, credible players. I haven't revisited any of the records in a long time, uh, but I think I actually liked. I might be in the minority. They put out a late record that I think got completely ignored that I liked better. Um, so uh, that's the way that goes sometimes. Um, but yeah, fast, fast, fast. Grindcore band, Syracuse, New York. First record is called It's a Shame That a Family Can Be Torn Apart by Something As Simple as a Pack of Wild Dogs. <laughs> it's a very of the era name, but good. The one that uh, res- good is uh, Judas Goats and Diesel Eaters is uh, a record that uh, many people still stand by. I think hmm. they put out an EP in 2016, so yeah. good on you. Saving Throw, Syracuse, Rochester area. That's all you got. Yeah, that's all I got to. I, I heard the record uh, years and years ago. Uh, no memory. I think it was hardcore, but not heavy. Knives Out, Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia, put out in, my buddy Brandon Wallace. Put out uh, was, on, on Death Wish. That is actually great. And they were the post I Hate You band. Um, that's right. Yes. Didn't sound like I Hate You per se, but were interesting. No. Saw them a kind of a bunch for a minute right around this time maybe oh one but i remember seeing them at abc and then like some kind of bigger venue in philly right around the same time uh played a pretty good amount locally in this time frame um i haven't revisited that record a while i'm curious about it uh both the demo and heartburn though i think there's like significant crossover on the mm-hmm. on what appears on each uh are good <clears throat> um yeah, it's, it's three of the same songs. So just pick up Heartburn. Uh, if you are uh, an AN fan, uh, yes, it, this is right in your wheelhouse. Uh, kind of, maybe in some ways, this is a wild position to take, maybe in some ways a more experienced sounding AN uh, at this time, I mean. Uh, I And also, I, I don't know, I really remember liking uh, Heartburn. I should revisit it. But uh, yeah, uh, this could have also gone. It was a de- it was a Death Wish record that could have at this time also been on Bridge Nine. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. yeah. That's very true. Very true. Um, Twelve Tribes. Holy shit, Tom! <laughs> Melodic metalcore. <laughs> Melodic metalcore that that changed their name at one point to what? 
Did they change your name? Yeah, do you remember? No. Hold on. So let me see Hold if on. I can find it. I'm going to look it up while you vamp. Um, okay, so 12 tribes uh, in my memory. Yeah, in Ohio. Uh, m- melodic is the right word, but in that um, kind of uh, somewhere between, how about this, Tom? Somewhere between Poison the Well and um, what was the headliner the other day that we talked about? Uh, Kill Switch. Uh, sure. Does that, yeah, does that sound that. about right? Absolutely. Okay. I think that this was the Nora of this sound and that to mean that there's nothing wrong with it. There's just no tracks. I don't know if they ever changed your name. I'm a hundred percent sure they did. Um, f- hold on. <laughs> I, think- I mean, with a name like 12 tribes, why would you need to? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they changed it to something like the prodigal zoo or something. Um, Zoobly zoo. All right. Zoobly zoo, I believe was, was, <laughs> was the answer. Go zoo. Okay. Uh, himsa. Oh, here it is. Found it. Oh. No, 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 no. Listen, this okay. is important. 12 tribes. Sorry, 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 sorry. 12 tribes. Part two. So on metalunderground.com, uh, nearly t- we have, uh, this posted, uh, nearly two months after officially changing their name to Prodigal Zoo, Ohio's 12 Tribes has dumped the moniker and reverted to the original name. Here's a statement from the group. Well, it's been almost two months since our unexpected transformation. And to be quite honest, it wasn't us. We changed our name looking to create another identity to accommodate the profound changes we've made in our music. But what we were missing was our history and our name, which we worked for for seven years to establish. The response that we got from people who love the name 12 Tribes and respect what we've done in the underground music scene was amazing. And for that, we are grateful god the things that are committed to the internet are terrible we need to nuke the servers they're like yo that name sucks it sucks yeah two months of people being like really (laughs) prodigal zoo what the fuck is that their shirts i have no idea at least we have an episode name like lions that like leave and then come back yeah that's it like they escape and they're like my bad (laughs) They come back and they have like a monocle and like fancy clothes. The prodigal lion. Yeah. Prodigal zoo. Do you think anyone owns like what? If you go on Depop, is there like, you know, like prodigal zoo shirts that are going for like 400 bucks? Like those American nothing shirts. Remember American nothing went for a minute? I remember. Of course. I printed them. Yeah. I'm bootlegging. Dude, I could have put myself through fucking law school if I would have bought them at the time. Yeah. Because you were on that tour, right? Where they were. Yeah. With them as American nothing. Yep. Yep. Uh, one full tour with those shirts, basically. So, um, and it was interesting because they actually redid some of the designs, like the old AN designs, but now like right. AN, but a American nothing. Um, Smart, yeah. The 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 band who was giving them the shit about the name uh, was like deemed it was too close still. So that's why the give up the ghost came up. All right. Um, so twelve tribes, uh, prodigal zoo for for the real deep heads. Uh, we ready for the next one? We yes. are ready. Himsa, Himsa. So, I don't know the time frame, but Himsa was on Rev at first. Yes. Huh? And that record was super weird. Yes. Like weird, weird. But then 
friend of the podcast, maybe not a friend of Patrick because he, Patrick always fucking has something to say. Um, a huge fan John of Pettibone. work. Yes, go on. <laughs> John Pettibone ch- joined, and they were sort of, um, I would say, like that. There was that whole kind of Gothenburg sound, like metal, like um, at the gates sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what this was kind of like, um, along the lines of like Darkest Hour and, sh- and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they, they completely changed when Pettibone joined. Um, they got tracks. They made a lot of, you know, they did quite well. Um, once they put that LP out on, I think it was like prosthetic or. I some, believe prosthetic. Some, that sounds right. Um, and then like, I think they were only central media at a point or whatever. Um, but yeah, they were, they were big in this kind of, in this scene for a while. Um, like, you know, like the bleeding through sort of. Hardcore dudes playing, you know, th- thrashy metalcore from Sweden. Hmm. Himsa, yeah, Northwest. Uh, A7X, or as as the the non Orange County residents might know them, Avenge Sevenfold. <laughs> what can be said? <laughs> what can be said? Funniest thing by far in. The grand scheme of things, the biggest band on this sh- entire fucking weekend. Oh my god, the band is like a stadium band. F- I could not believe that they're still big. Dude, they're but playing they are. MSG. I don't know yeah. anyone who listens to them, but they're going to sell out <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Yeah, you see them on like festivals, and it's like, oh, Pantera is opening for you. Uh, yeah, 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 humongous. Um, I-, I thought they were like at the time. I was like, oh, that's like, oh, it's like another like. 18 visions, man. Right, right, like right. Handsome fellas wearing makeup, like wearing like um, eyeliner and stuff. Yep. Like good looking kids that, you know, looked very California, like California goth. Yeah. And, and California goth, you're allowed to have names like, you know, uh, Johnny Malicious or what, or John, John, Johnny, uh, like uh, uh, Clouded Sky or something. You know what I mean? Like that type of shit. Like, <laughs> That, uh, they all have well, these. his was M. Sh- like the thing, it was his name was like Matt Sanders or something, and it's like M. Shadows, Shadows. <laughs> and it's like Zacky, Zacky Death Guy. It's like all they all have really funny names, yeah. I feel like, yeah, maybe AFI, uh, maybe there was some crossover between an AFI fan and, and this at the time. I don't know. So, like, this was the band who was one, like, uh, uh, affliction shirt too heavy for the Orange County metalcore scene. They were like just over there. They were like the friend who can come along to show sometimes, but they never get the aux cord. Yeah. Those are probably, they're in the car. They're the estranged homies. They're the mutual. They're the mutuals of the mutuals. Yeah. Yeah. So a seven X and closing out stage C at 8 PM until the end, Florida. EVR band. um, The other mean Pete band playing tonight. So yeah, it's uh, mean Pete and, John Wiley that did eulogy that was in like morning again and culture and all those bands. It was like, uh, it was Florida's version of throwdown. Uh, yeah. 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 Straight that's edge a really hatred. accurate. That's a rea- really good, uh, description of them actually. Yeah. I mean, it was like straight edge hate breed worship. And it, I you feel know. like there's people in hardcore 2023 who've not heard this band who would like them, even though like not, not my thing, but that, that, that's a good way to sell them. Yeah. Super fucking heavy. Pat will back me on this. They have at least one track, probably two. <laughs> the one about putting the gun in your mouth. <laughs> Pretty hard. <laughs> I think that's the one. 
Yeah, it's pretty hard. Uh, yeah. Fuck. The yeah. one about putting a gun in your mouth. I mean, uh, Pat, if you can great say friends episode. Right. Yeah, well, I, I honestly don't know. Barrel down your throat, pull the fucking trigger, choke. Yeah, that, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, so that had real <laughs> nursery rhyme energy. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Put the put the barrel down your throat. Put the pull barrel the down your throat. Trigger. Pull the fucking trigger. Choke. Choke. But if now I said that around my like, baby, she'd just rhyme it. <laughs> she'd laugh. Yeah, but but there's like hundreds of people piling on top of each other to yell at each other. Big mm-hmm. sing along at the time. Big sing along. Let's go over to stage B, guys. Uh, it, <laughs> is 11, it is 11 a.m. PK, Bob, you don't, you don't have a ton Piero to say about these, about these bands. What's going on? It's weird, right? It's really <laughs> odd. I don't know. Um, on, that de- on that stage, I uh, knew Knives Out. I obviously knew who Himsa was, but didn't hear them until I started working at Rev and uh, listened to every Rev record. So I knew them all. Um, like even the the more contemporary stuff that maybe wasn't uh, my wave. Uh, I've heard until the end, but not enough to remember it. And I think I've heard Ed Gein. Um, and I haven't listened to Burning Bridges, but respect to it. Uh, count the Stars. Uh, one of my best That's friends who in the Pat world. Traveled with. Yeah, one of I, I oh maybe. Maybe. Yes, that could very well be. Uh, one of my best friends in the world uh, was the drummer for this band. Uh, Bad Victory, uh, Pop Punk. Um, they. Oh, yes. Now uh, this is coming back to me. I know who Count the Stars is. <laughs> yeah. They have actually one song that I don't think was ever released that I thought, oh, that's a good, that's a good song. Uh, but other than that, uh, not a good band. Very hardworking band, uh, but not a good band. Pat. Um, Yes. Are you familiar with the band Motion City Soundtrack? Uh, the, the guy with the hair. Yes. Yes. Keyboards. Yep. Kind of like it's like a Get Up Kids kind of band. Yeah, I, I saw them once. Yep. But, but a little bit more like wacky. Yeah, it's, the, the wackiness is what, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. Incredibly catchy songs. But when I hear of Count the Stars, that's who I always equi- like figured what they sounded like. I don't know if I've ever actually heard Count the Stars, but so, I assume they were that kind of like. We have a keyboard player too. It, no, no, it was much more like straight. For, the bands that they did after this were uh, Motion City Soundtrack. I think kind of rip bands in a way, but uh, but this band was just a straight up kind of um, pop punk meets uh, uh, Third Eye Blind. If if uh, you can, I mean, that's not a very far leap, but um, <laughs> it was uh, as I said, not great, but kind of a lesson to a lot of our listeners. The fellow who played drums is now a very powerful uh, booking agent. And the, the reason is, is because these were his skills when he got out of the band was that he had booked everything himself for their, the entirety of their time as a band. So he, 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 the band ended in a car. They went off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a lot of history here. So, uh, I don't uh, listen. I'm going to tell tales at school. Uh, Eric Tobin, who is uh, kind of uh, I don't he's not the owner, but I would call him one of the principal decision makers at Hopeless, uh, and later a uh, uh, not since Hopeless, but since Count the Stars was a roadie for Hopesful and uh, or tour manager for Hopesful, and all around 
great guy. Uh, he was driving when this band flew off a cliff and uh, the band all sort of sued each other uh, and they broke up because the drummer, uh, my friend, uh, stuck by Eric, uh, uh, who drove them off cliff. <laughs> and it was like, it, and it was like, it obviously wasn't intentional. We can't blame a guy. He wasn't trying to kill the band. <laughs> and, uh, but some of the members, they've all reconciled now, but some of the members, uh, you know, they were in the hospital for a while and they wanted some kind of compensation. They thought that they, maybe their parents, who knows, they were young kids at the time, uh, th- thought that they could sue Eric and, uh, Dave, my friend, uh, although I'm friends with everybody in the band, uh, stuck by Eric band breaks up. Dave has no, he's still a young guy, but he has no skills. He's devoted his entire young life to being in a band. Uh, so he leveraged the fact that he booked all of their shows around the country to then become a booking agent for other bands and is now a pretty successful dude. Yeah, world uh, famous dude. Uh, off the strength of, uh, basically like what LeBron I'm trying to say James, is, <laughs> he's, uh, like, he's the LeBron, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, Dave Shapiro. Yeah. That's the, the so, big, the big three really. I say this all to say that, um, some of the lessons that you learn in DIY music, uh, can stay in DIY music forever and uh, kind of just contribute to a culture. And some of it has real life application for if you would like to feed a family later. Uh, and it's up to you uh, to kind of find a, what's important to you, but also uh, what those would be, you know, how were count the star shows in, uh, in Bethlehem pretty big in high school or what? Uh, I remember, so Dave uh, tried to cut everybody out because uh, he, because they would make so he he understood that if you make all the door, uh, you know I don't mean he was fucking the other bands. What I mean is that he didn't want to work, even though he had a good relationship with Ted and still does. That's the local promoter in Albany. Uh, he would he would be like, listen, you're going to have to do. But he was negotiating at like 18 for like. <laughs> for stuff that people are fighting for now. <laughs> but I remember they played the, uh, the church that Traft and Drew's parents were big in. Uh, this is mm. meaningless to every one of you. Uh, yes, and, yes. and, uh, he, th- uh, with Shibuti, uh, who, uh, went on Ooh, to coming become, up later on. Yeah. <laughs> <They're> on <laughs> well, that's a teaser. Hold that. Everybody. Hold, hold we'll it. Hold it. Yes. Um, All right, move on. Face the yeah. Fact. At least they. If you if you want to learn more about them, you can go then to the less than Jake wiki and read <laughs> wow. the count the stars entry, or Google image search count the stars band, and then you can click on a search inside image and buy their outfits based on visual matches. <laughs> it is hilarious. Uh, so shout out to that. Shout out to count the stars. Uh, best band playing. I have never heard them. There you go. Face the fact. I don't know. There's one from Italy, but is this them? It would be, they'd be I contemporaneous. I think this is them. They're from Rome. <clears throat> yep. There you go. Um, but I thought there was a band from here called Face the Fact. So did I. Maybe it's fit. Maybe that's Face the Facts. Like a fax machine or? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Like, yeah. Like Face the multifunctional. Yeah. yeah. Um, face the, the large format scanner. Yeah. But I feel like they were like kind of faster. The face the facts that I'm thinking of is not this band because I'm thinking of like they're kind of like heavy sort of 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But like really, really fast. Uh, Never mind. I got nothing. So there, the was, one from, there was one from uh, 28 that, uh, or 2008 rather, that uh, uh, <laughs> did a uh, split with uh, Pygmy Death. So uh, we got that. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had sound effects right now. Um, the red cord. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, uh, fast fast. Uh, on the technical on the technical end of things from uh, California. No, Boston. Um, yes, Boston. weird. Um, right, Massachusetts. I'm sorry. That Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, the, maybe New Hampshire area too. Um, they <laughs> New England. Uh, they were fast technical post Jane Doe. Music. Is that about uh, right? Yeah, I mean, they were around before. They're from Revere. Sure. sure but, they're from Revere. Uh, wow. That's. Okay. But our listeners uh, would identify it as uh, like, when I keep saying it's fast, I just mean that it's like. Look, it's like a, it's like, um, like a death metal grindcore uh, outfit. Yes, it's like grindcore, but it combines like crushing rhythmic assaults <laughs> and guitar patterns that bite like a <laughs> circular saw with like, um, like menacing but intelligent lyrics and furious vocals. Furious yeah, you vocals. You they know earned what? a reputation in, in New England metal scene for being uncompromising. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. That's almost perfect, Bob. They could have probably written, written the about it themselves. I think uh, I think about twenty three thousand six hundred and thirty nine people stream their music monthly on Spotify, but we'll have to double check that. They do uh, play some shows more recently. People were big mad because the singer's a cop. Oh, that's right. Like, he's literally. like a he's like a Vermont State Trooper or some shit. I remember. Yeah, definitely name. had a picture with him and him and uh, Donald J. Okay, um, <laughs> but that was at the arrest. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't the arrest. Yeah, so people were real mad. Oh, it wasn't the happened. arrest. They have toured with High on Fire, Hate Breed, Guar, Between the Buried Me, and Every Time I Die, as well as playing Hellfest 2002 on the B stage. Uh, I'm downloading Fuse Together and Revolving Doors right now, so I'll mm-hmm. let you know how I feel. Good for you, Patty. Uh, the Year of Our Lord. Fuck. Um, fuck. Massachusetts Weirdos. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Why do I not remember this better? Um. Okay. I think they're from like Worcester. Yeah. Is this fun for people? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so confused. I'm. I love it. This is how it feels to be at one of these festivals. It's like, what is this band? Who are they? I feel like it's like a what is this band and what do they sound like? Guys being like, wait, what was was this the band from? Like, is this fun to hear people that have like lost? Brain power. Yeah, I love it. All right, the year of the Lord. You guys don't really remember. That's okay. Um, the rise. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, oh no, no, no. the um, rise. Year of Lord is from. Uh, Go ahead, Rob. The year of the Lord, melodic death metal from mm. Bo- Acton, Maine slash Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, this. That's why they were like a. 
they just split with 40 years rain, 40 days rain. Yep. Um, they, yeah. Oh yeah. This is, yeah. They were like some kind of like melodic death metal band that played with like, um, what was the band before daughters as the sunsets? Yeah. That type of thing. Oh, okay. Like that type of stuff. Hmm. Uh, okay. The rise, uh, is, uh, had, I want to say electro elements and was trying to be, um, try, trying to be, uh, 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 refused. Um, there was like a, a definite refuse things going on. Yes. Was the reflection off your white belt too much during their set at 140, or was it like just right? No, it was exactly right. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought. Um, uh, Coheed and Cambria, 220 slot on the B stage. Shibuti. Sh- that's the Shibuti band. <laughs> Shibuti. Shibuti. Shibuti became. Uh, Coheed and Cambria. I remember cause I worked the, I worked the door at that church that night, I think. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I don't understand this type of music. Uh, people love it. That's it. I love it. Okay. There you go. Oh, really? Tom, you're in on it. I legit love it. Yeah. What? Here's my question for you. This is, let's unpack this. I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Were you in right away? Did it take a while? So when I was in like middle school, I think I've told this story. All my friends, we all kind like sixth grade. We all kind of liked Power Rangers, but we're just on the edge of being too old to. Yeah. So we all would just be like, go home, watch it, and not talk about it ever. Sure. Are you insinuating that I was too old to like Oh Eating Camera? No, I'm not insinuating you're too old, but I might be insinuating asking if you had that like. Ooh, I like this, but it's a little weird. I don't know if I should. If I, I don't know. You, you aren't too much like that. You, you're pretty out with whatever you like. You just like. No, yeah, I. Um, Is there a moment for you with Coheed? Like, I don't know if I like this. Can I like this? Do I like this? No, I think at this point they were like they weren't huge. Um, that first EVR record, every one of their records. So they're like, if I had to describe it to somebody, it's like pop punk rush. Yeah, that's it. That's and now, if you listen, to, if you listen to some of their stuff, it's like, oh, the song's like fucking nine minutes long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like legitimately, and has like parts, and it's like in, it incredibly. Like if you didn't like, they have records that it's like, here's a three and a half minute like perfectly succinct pop rock song. That it's like, this is why this band shit is fucking humongous. But then they have these songs that are like literally seven minutes long that are like super tech fucking, but like. The singer Claudio can really sing, and like it's. A, I think people buy the record thinking they're going to hear one thing, and the majority of the stuff is the more weird, proggy kind of stuff. Yeah, no, that that I um, think that does track. Super, a super, super nice dude. So like, they. It's like one of those things. Like you, you, I met them early enough on that I, I, they were so kind, and they're still really kind. That like. I'll fucking root for them every, you know, all the time. Like, yeah, I have sure. nothing bad to say about those dudes. And I think they they write super fucking catchy songs. And they're, you know, a band that draws, you know, between five and 10,000 people in a lot of places that they play. So to this day. It's two questions for you, Patrick, because these are like your hometown boys. Um, they're from Kingston, right, Pat? That sounds exactly right. Newburgh, right. yeah. Oh, Newburgh. Um, they're from Newburgh. They ain't that tough. <laughs> um, did you 
Did, well, the, did, the, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring go, up go, something please, that's unpleasant. They, uh, here's their Newberg credentials. The guy that spun out and is no longer in the band, I think, like went on a meth binge and uh, like robbed <laughs> and like robbed a Walgreens or something. So <laughs> while they were out on tour with fucking Soundgarden, those are Newberg credentials. Yeah, that's pretty Newberg. All right, P- PK, did you? Uh, why did End of Year never do shows with Coheed and Cambria? Oh, that's a good question. I they were doing like they completely different. They were like borderline stadiums time. by the time you were it, a band. Uh, yeah, actually, that's probably true. Uh, they, I mean, they were definitely cooking at least by that time. Mm. Um, two. Do you know any? You you spent a lot more of your life in upstate New York, but but when I got into rushes, I lived in upstate. Do you know anyone from upstate New York who's like Rush sucks? No. I there's one other band that I feel like it's like universal that everybody I talk to is it's Rush and one other band I can't it's not coming to me now where everyone from upstate New York just considers it like like what do you mean of course I like Rush like it's very odd <laughs> yeah we got taste Sigmata? no no it's it's another like mainstream weird shit all right uh that that solves that pop punk Rush is no one's ever been more concisely described. Evergreen Terrace. Metalcore, Jacksonville. Mosh Metalcore, though. You got to get it right. This is, this is Mosh Metalcore. <laughs> and uh, kind, of all about the, kind of all about the good times, I think. <laughs> all about the good. Yeah, most bands here are there for a bad time, but those no, Evergreen but Terrace I mean, guys are really listen, there for good times. Ne- remembering Never and Evergreen Terrace have different vibes. Just good times, the bad uh, times. And they are about type of like it's fun. It's fun time, lighthearted, uh, heavy music. See, I don't think that that lighthearted. I think you're you're thinking you're picturing they're up there and like the mosh part starts and the singer's like revving his fake motorcycle. That's not them. <laughs> well, I mean, think of ba- hold on. Let me see. Let me see, let me see this album art. I mean, they're I'm named look- after a fucking Simpsons thing, so like they're That's not like saying. completely dark. Um, but like, yeah, heavy moshy hardcore. Some clean vocals. Um, did quite well. Still do quite well. Twenty fucking one years later. So basically, yeah. a, a good times band. They good love times good band. times, man. The last season. Wow, I don't hold on. I don't. I just want to point out. There's no disrespect to uh, Evergreen Terrace, who I, you know, I was never really very familiar with. I do not know a single one of these records. Like I, I uh, that's not true. Burn, burned alive by time. Burned alive by time. You definitely know that. Never mind. I've seen. The, yes, Come of on. course. Of course. Too cool for this. It's more of a hey, Shelbyville. It's hey, more of a I'm Shelbyville really, thing over there. I'm really sorry, Evergreen Terrace. I didn't mean to disrespect you. <laughs> with, so, with songs like, God, can we talk I'm about this for a second? List. Let's talk about the moment. Uh, naming your shit, naming your songs and your album, or even your band name, something uh, irreverent, Dadaist uh, sort of nonsense. This was proto uh, uh, Tim and Eric style uh music you know what i mean <laughs> so like every, everything was kind of an in joke the internet was new you know so no donnie these men are nihilists is one of the songs uh dear live journal is another song uh my heart beats in breakdowns oh, i remember this <laughs> please please hammer don't hurt him is another song <laughs> so this was everybody if this sounds goofy to you Understand. Yeah, it's goofy, sure. 
But understand, it was also just unavoidably in the water. This was just what was going on for so many people. This is a, I, I love this. I'm, I'm now downloading Evergreen Terrace. Sorry, I'm not giving you the listens. I'm going to uh, SoulSeek. It's so good that we're talking about 2002 and you're using Soul Seek at the same time. Uh, the, the last season. Not a fucking clue. So they're from Syracuse, and I had to look them up in Discogs. It just says, members of God Below, Unholy, Freya, Devil His Due, and Blood Runs Black. So it's all like older yeah. Syracuse folks. I just don't know who it is. I've never heard them. Mm. Deep cut. Uh, found Dead Hanging. Okay. The guy who booked Keith and Hell. Keith who yeah. booked this fucking whole thing. Uh they are the Nora of Noras. Uh this is the band that has zero tracks and always played the festival regardless. I don't hear any I don't hear any caping. Where's the caping, fellas? <laughs> I don't hear it. Well, he booked the festival. Of course, he's going to put his fucking band on it. Yeah, but you, would you put them on uh, the B stage at four twenty in the afternoon? Yeah, probably. No chance. Probably. I would. I uh, humility would force me to open the show. Eleven a.m. Like that was the only time he was like he was serving food to like houseless folks before this, and like the only time they could really squeeze oh, in. You're right. Yeah, twenty minute found at hanging. The caping has arrived. That's right. That's <laughs> caping right. has entered the chat. <laughs> All, right. All right. If hope dies. Listen, Tom and I are fucked up on this. <laughs> well, because as hope dies, also plead. Yeah, and one of them just tweeted. One of them just tweeted. I this came up on my shit since we've talked about this. Um, fuck. All right, you know what? Let's end this conversation right now. As hope dies, as hope dies is um, from what the fuck. This is not helpful. They were on undecided and they only put out three records. Uh, no, two records. Okay. Only. Um, <clears throat> if Hope Dies has got to be the bigger, oh. moshier one then. They're from Auburn. Metal yep. leaning hardcore from Auburn, New York. This one's heavy. Goofy. Fans heavy. also like Bludgeon and Scars of Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. You go. Uh, really heavy. I remember this kind of like being an. Uh, uh, an upstate like phenomenon, like people wanted to mosh to this. Who's got more listeners, Bob? If hope dies or as hope dies? Oh, I believe as hope dies does. No, if gotta be if. I'm sorry. Um, as hope dies has 624 monthly listeners. If hope dies has 918. Sorry. I feel like we did that on the last. Yeah, episode. we did. We definitely did. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. Uh, as hope dies uh, is the bad one, and if hope dies is the good one. Got it. No, they're both great. God, like, wrap it up. No, Bob's no, no. Like, I couldn't give. Yeah, I'm all here for terror. the hope dies convo. Terror. Uh, Insane uh, at the show. Yeah. Not so. One of the earliest terror shows is. Hellfest 2001. Am I right about that? I don't think they played then. I feel like this is like when is this the, the, the first the, show is not their first show, but the first, oh. their first Hellfest. Yeah. All right. They're coming out. This is, so, so I can talk about this just a little bit. Terror came out, played some shows, but not many, like maybe played a couple shows in LA and then played Hellfest. And it was outrageous. And they like, people went insane. And, from that moment on, Terror's been one of the biggest bands in hardcore. Full stop. Yeah, like, I mean, like, like that I think it's pretty easy to just say that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that demo was fucking like, and more places than most people's albums. Yes, and yeah, I so this yeah so this is like one of their earlier shows. They started in '02. I'm pretty sure one of the earlier tours they ever did was with us and Blood for Blood in in the fall of '02. That sounds right. But I remember this demo being like everyone bought it, and we were like, "What the fuck? Like this is a perfectly formed band." And they've been together for uh, six months, or whatever. Like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, look at this. I mean, this is them. I don't think they had a record out at this point, and they're third from the last on the second stage at a major festival. And and leaving this just as a as somebody who wasn't there, this was the band people talked about leaving. Like, this was one of the like, oh my god, oh yeah, things. So, oh destroyed, destroyed. Yep. Uh, did you watch that terrace set, Pat? No memory. <laughs> good, good, good. Thanks, Pat. Bleeding through. <laughs> uh, I did not watch Bleeding Through, I'm pretty sure. So I probably missed Terror. Although I would have been there for Burned by the Sun, so I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so Bleeding Through, uh, listen, uh, Tom, is Tom. I think, likes these gentlemen and saw them at their peak. So he's going to say complimentary stuff. Uh, I, I just don't. This was a bridge too far for me, and I don't understand it still. Um, I tried re- revisiting it maybe five years ago. Uh, it still does just does not it makes zero sense to my ears. And this is coming from a guy who can find things to like about multiple throwdown records. <laughs> so, so bleeding through was just there was something that just does not work for me about this band. But uh, in summation, uh, they got really fucking big, very big. Yeah, it's like death metal keyboards. Mm. Uh, it's like the 2002 was like the year of eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, they they really uh, turned it up a notch. When did Bleeding Through kind of end? Like 06, 07, 08, oh, somewhere in there? It went into like the 2010s. Wow. They broke up, um, let's see, the Great Fire disbandment announcement. Um, they broke up in... 2014 and they came back in 2018 and now they're back they're back how about that they lasted Uh, for a long time dude they got really big like really big well that's the thing i'm remembering i know they got really big for a minute like they weren't that big they were they were on indecision at this point in 2002 and had they just put out oh so yeah this is even pre-trust yep okay uh burnt by the sun closing out b stage at 7 30 uh, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why they were playing uh, this late because uh, I think that they were never ever, not for one day, bigger than bleeding through. <clears throat> um, band's band. But, what's that? Band's band. Band's what? band for sure. You think they were I, band's band? I stand by this band. Uh, th- this is one of those rare crossovers where uh, myself and Taylor Young both agree something rips. Uh, we're both snobs in very distinct ways. And we both think that this is like a very underrated band. Uh, This shit was technical in a non-obnoxious way and just so fucking heavy. Um, Patrick, it's 2023. And if I like blank or blank or whatever, I would like burnt by the sun. Good question. Uh, Current moment. I don't. That's a good one. What'd what'd Tom say? And. And. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, end would be an example. Uh, but I'm trying to think of something that has more fast parts. Like incredibly like technically profi- proficient, but like ridiculously heavy. And, and, but here's the thing. It's the, the reason that this band couldn't win is because it's not metal, nor is it hardcore, nor is it grindcore. It's, it's none of these things really, you know what I mean? It, it's, uh, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't fit. It's, it's, uh, you could like discordance axis and like this, or you could like, yes. um, uh, I'm trying to look between the Baird and me and like this, uh, you could like every time I die and like this. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, but none of those people liked it. So the band broke up, but, <laughs> but they, this is Michael Linder from, uh, from Endeavor. Endeavor. Yeah. And they have some, uh, and great, for the love of. great, great, uh, records. Uh, I, you know what? Yeah, as soon as this, as soon as we're done recording, I'm going to blast this shit. Patty and Cape two bands in a row. No main stage. Were you watching Burt by the Sun at the show, Patrick? I I feel like I must have. I would have gone there in part for them. Wow, Pat is definitely the kid on the barrier, like waiting for them to start. Yeah, Pat's getting pummeled by bleeding through fans, just waiting for Burt by the Sun to come on. Yeah, I don't remember it, but I feel like there's no way. I would well, that's why because you got pummeled during terror. <laughs> that's what it was. I got a head injury. Well, certainly the band uh, we would hope you watched at 11.30 a.m. The main stage opens with All Else Failed. Yeah, pretty sure I, pretty sure I would have watched this. The, uh, I was crazy about this uh, even then, so uh, pretty sure I would have watched. Okay. Yo, uh, people who don't know, this is a Pennsylvania band, Philly band, uh, metallic, um, frenetic, kind of not spastic, but bombastic we'll say uh i guess i'd call it metallic hardcore Um, yeah yeah fantastic uh (laughs) um how else would you describe this patrick not to they're a little bit like they're not pat would you say they're like like they're not metalcore Okay, so they are metalcore under the larger umbrella of metalcore. Uh, that said, they fall into that Dillinger sp- space. They fall into that Burnt by the Sun space where they're kind of adjacent to the adjacent to the adjacent. They're, they are uh, <clears throat> a lot of people uh, I know who really love Dead Guy also find right. elements in all sure. worlds, even though that's they don't right. sound that much alike. There's there's some parallels there. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's unhinged but played well. There you go. Boom, Caliban. Metalcore from Europe. Yep. Uh, Metalcore. It's either Germany or Belgium. Uh, listen. I mean, that's two different, way different things. I, I can't believe this is how bad we are. I'm sorry. We're dumb Americans for the folks that are I mean, I think half, of, of half of Belgium plays or half of Belgium uh, speaks German, right? Speaks German. Uh, no. Caliban nope. is a German metalcore band from Essen. There you go. Is it close to, is Essen close to uh, Belgium? No. No, maybe. Uh, it's closer than we are. Uh, the, <laughs> so, so, uh, this is, this and heaven shall burn are things that I try every so often. And it just does not connect. Heaven shall burn has at least a track Caliban. I don't know to have a track. Uh, it's kind of pro metalcore. Is that fair? But the funny thing is now Caliban and in heaven shall burn are like Massive. near arena bands in yep. Europe. 
Yep. Still. Have, wow. I, Heaven Shall Burn is proper. They had a period of being proper big. I don't know if they still are, but proper big. Well, yeah, but like legit, like headlining major metal festivals and have like explosions while they play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I think that's a good way of, uh, and I, I have to be, I have to be fair. Uh, Essen is not far from Belgium, about two and a half hours from Antwerp is Essen. Yeah. So I, I think I remember the other. Oh, yeah. Pat made that up. Do you remember the other and heaven shall burn? Oh, it was called end heaven shall burn. Do you remember them? No. no. So it was Lou Hawk. Oh, um, I don't Curb know who else was in it. Yeah, and I do was, remember that band name. Wow, and shall burn. And I remember he wore like white face paint. Oh wow, wow. Um, wow. yeah, I have to look it up, but I, I don't even know if they put anything out. Okay, yeah, no, I th- that was because it was the new Lou Hawk band kind of thing. Pretty much, right? yes. Um, sky came falling. You know uh, what? I'm going to say something. I want to hear it, Pat. What do you got? I got a hot take. I yeah, got a hot please. Take. For the style of music that they were playing, I think they were both underrated. Okay. Yep. And a bit before their time. Interesting. I uh, feel like they were like early, They were before Poison the Well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And like, I remember you- like getting their demo like. In like 1997 or 1998. Yeah. And they my, were doing what everyone ended up doing. Okay. My memory is that they were heavier than all those bands and that probably worked against them a little bit. I don't know. I think it'd be a lot of like a lot of talking and then there's gonna be something, <laughs> something's about to happen. Just, <laughs> someone's going to play a mosh part. A lot you of that. You know what? I'll revisit. Um, yeah. There's a record 1021. I think that was on Ferret. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a lot of those, like, they were like, the, they were the progenitors of like, and then as we fall apart, and then something else, <laughs> and then like, you know. Hell yeah. Uh, I good. The Hope Conspiracy. Uh, we know them. Yeah. Uh, we know them. This is Cold Blue era. Yeah. So. Because uh, this is before EndNote. So very, very hyped, but maybe not proper big yet. I'm sure their set was good. I'm sure of that. What can be said about Hope Conspiracy? All right. So, again, a band who I think uh, by 2023 definitions, this band is a lot more hardcore than they were considered at the time. Not that they weren't a hardcore band, but they were seen more like almost metal adjacent, even though they yeah. are not very metal. Um, Hell, Hellfest scene over. Uh, not yeah, numbers, even though sure. I think they Still. did play positive numbers, um, but I think this is yeah definitely Hellfest more Hellfesty. Um, yeah, but they could actually toe that line between the two, which is kind of weird. They're and one did hundred percent did, and 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 yeah. did, but we're seeing kind of like like they were the other, but cool. Um, even though like in twenty twenty three, this is squarely just like. Yeah, like this is. Are they like unbroken? Yeah, yeah, and like not like oh they like unbroken and Slayer. It's just like oh they just like unbroken, <laughs> you know. No, when we talk about like absentee debate creating its own scene of bands, this is one of them. This, yeah, this is the yeah. Outcome. True, true, good point. Uh, I mean, and it was also I always found it weird. And Bob, since you were more on the Posi Numbers side than the Hellfest side, certainly, certainly. 
why do you think like for Patrick as an outsider, like say Hope Con, Most Precious Blood, not too far from each other, sound wise. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I know. Posse numbers people couldn't give less of a flying fuck about MPB, but loved Hope Con. Hope yeah, Con, I mean, listen, you gotta remember this. Hope Con had one, they had the AN relationship. Two, true. Suicide nine, file relationship. Right. Three, bridge nine. The bridge nine thing was sure. so yeah, big for them. Four, the death wish thing helped them a good amount. Five, EVR. I'm sorry, they weren't on bridge nine. They were on EVR, weren't they? They did something on EV on bridge nine. They did some kind bridge of EP. Too, right? Yeah. yeah. That's um, right. For Boston at that that moment, you know what I mean. So, I'm just um, curious, like not like sour grapes. I was just like, I wondered no. why, like. They were like the metalish, metallic-ish hardcore band that like you could like a team and like them. I mean, so think about this: Boston late '90s <laughs> has the whole like. So they have the cave-in, uh, converge, Hydrahead stuff. They have the big wheel thing that also ties into the like straight edge stuff of like ten yard fight and in my eyes and fast break and blah blah blah. Reach the Skies kind of in the middle there. Bane is sort of in the middle there. They had just full force entourage going out that really caught national wind, right? Think uh, about yeah, your great. late 90s scene. In New York, you had Indecision. You have Silent Majority. Madball. Madball, but like... <sighs> And Madball's there, but they almost kind of are doing their own thing. They were already so established, you know? Right. There wasn't like a groundswell of a bunch of bands coming up together. With you, right. And illegally throwing shutdown, right? But like right. there's there's only this small handful. And then what happens with that is that that generation begets the Right Brigade, begets the AN, begets the Hope Con, begets all the new things that pop off, begets the Bridge Nine, begets the Death Wish, right? Like – all of a sudden that just has this national flavor that people gave ears to more so than they would other stuff, whether it's fair or not, you know, and it, you, because you're not yeah, wrong. It's, it, it's, it's, like, it's it like is dudes from harvest. It's like, it's pretty much harvest. Yeah. I can tell you for, like they, for a fact, I knew what harvest was, but I didn't hear them. And I wasn't like Jimmy hope con either. Just, just to be clear, but like, I'm sure I'm not the only one who did, hadn't heard ho- Harvest, but then there were people who hadn't heard Harvest who were like, oh, love this Hope Conspiracy record, you know? And maybe some of them went back right. and checked out Harvest, but I'm willing to bet some didn't. <laughs> yep. Yep. Technical difficulties. We're back on track, guys. Uh, reach the sky. Uh, Central Mass, Melodic Hardcore, really had a moment. Um, as we alluded to, uh, late in career starts dabbling in pop punk, but, uh, strict in my head, in my head canon, still very melodic, hardcore, uh, yeah. kind of in a unique way from the, the late nineties. It's very fine line. The line between melodic, hardcore and pop punk. Dangerous. Yes. Um, You're right. Though. I think they stayed on the, on the hardcore side of that line. Overall, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, we got tracks, like I said to Pat. Definitely some tracks. Um, did a ton of different tours. Toured mm-hmm. like, you know, they'd go out like Blood for Blood, and they'd go out like Dropkick Murphys. Mm-hmm. Um, we 
did their last tour. It was like us, them, and the Promise. Um, we mentioned that they were big hockey fans, and they would trade merch for like the local hockey sweaters, which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last show. Also, we'll do that. Yeah. Oh, Worcester, Worcester. Yes. Um, and it was it was great. It was huge for them, and it was a perfect way of going out. Um, we we jokingly said before we had technical. It's like melodic slash pop punk made by dudes that could beat you up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. These dudes wanted to be doing heavy hardcore. They they could just do that too. Yeah, hockey um, fight kind of dudes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, unearth. Uh, heavy, heavy, right? Heavy? No. Eh, no. Eh, I mean, it, yes, technically heavy, but no, it's it's more on that uh, uh, Swedish guitar thing or whatever. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> like, right, like, right, right, right. It, it's it's uh, a pop Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, and uh, shout out to them. Uh, they never crested as big as some of their contemporaries, but just kind of were a career band for many years. Uh I have not revisited it in a long time. I do not like that Scandinavian sound broadly. Um, and I don't know if Americans doing it ever really appeals to me, but I'm going to, uh, give, uh, what's it called? Endless, uh, this EP, which has a couple sing- I think it's like a singles thing. Uh, I'm going to give that a shot, uh, today with my friend soul seek. Instead of, instead of, Instead of being productive, you're going to make sure that this, this Unearth record from 20 something years ago is still still holds up. Still hot, yeah. Still hot, hot in the hot. Like it, um, it's got it's got like ignorant mosh, uh, which I, I think sets they, it apart from some of the. That would set it apart. Scandinavian. I, I see that they inspired the band Winds of Plague, <laughs> so, so that's according say to the no more, Wikipedia, fam, as they say. Yeah. Say no more. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, next one up. The band on everyone's lips, their chapped lips. Theta from Autumn to Ashes. I, I have Gigantic literally nothing to say. Nothing to say. Metalcore. Um, Long Island. Was really, really big from Long Island. Very much of the Sky Came Falling, Poison the Well thing. A little bit more like death medley in the guitars, I guess. Um, some melodic parts. Um, the song on the DVD was like an eight minute, like song that on the record, I think they had like violins and shit. Oh, fuck, mm. Um, <laughs> singer, the, the drummer sang a lot of it cause he was like the melodic singer and the, and our friend Ben was the, uh, like screamer kind of guy. Um, and he, and the drummer had the Janet Jackson microphone, which 2002 in hardcore people were like, what the fuck? You, you, you got a Janet Jackson microphone. I mean, I'm still, yeah. um, that still applies. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, Pat wears a fucking, I've, I, you do Twitch. I know you wear a Janet Jackson microphone. <laughs> <laughs> when you're pwning the noobs, don't give me that I, shit. Yeah, you true. do Twitch is a really good sentence. I love it. You do Twitch. Um, yeah, Pat all right. Money. That's where he does. There and you beat me uh, Fortnite. He flashes a nipple. It's weird. There in Cam Soda, Patrick's just getting yeah. it down. <laughs> um, all right, next one. The band really look uh, from Autumn Ashes never was to my taste, but they were very big. Um, American Nightmare playing after them also shows how big American Nightmare was. Uh, they were up next. Humongous. Yeah, big. Moment. Hard to explain how big this band was uh, in this moment. Like in, in the everybody that band. Yeah. 
except Patrick. Not me. Not me. Yeah. Oh God, I wanted him to be like except me. I I I joined security. I beg your pardon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't. Pee I wasn't. You. Does anyone time. else think something stinks in here? Maybe um, it's the band. No, <laughs> that's what I said. Um, yeah, American Nightmare. More like my nightmare. <laughs> it was. I wasn't into this at the time. Uh, I have a lot more respect for the band now, but uh, they don't need my respect because they were hotter than hotter than fresh cat shit at this time. They were uh, hot, hot. And people loved them. Fresh cat shit is probably not. <laughs> you ever touch cat ever shit, Tom? <laughs> is it hot? It's uh, hot to oh the yeah. touch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So hot. So hot. It's fucking gross. I, I had apparently raw dogs and picks it up with his fucking <laughs> fresh hand. I don't know. Look, the world is taking them a lot of places, and this is one of them. Yeah, exactly. Let's see if um, from, uh, from is still a website. Hold on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, they were a crossover band because like all the metalcore kids liked them. Yes. Because they toured with different bands too. Like they did, yes, you they know, did. They, they toured with Poison the Well and 18 Visions and stuff like that. So like they were, you know, this is about a year after background music came out, came out and background music was probably the biggest record of that year. Yeah. Um, I would think um, right up there yeah. if it isn't. Yeah, they, um, there was a huge brawl between the hardcore kids and the bouncers at this that the band was involved in, and yeah, I think I told the story before. Yeah, like on the DVD and every other song, West um, it was like this song is called "My Mom Hits Harder." Yeah, just like talking with the bouncers and stuff like that. Um, but it was pretty wild. People like really went fucking apeshit for them. They were great. If you look really closely, you can see Patrick like holding his nose during the set, going, "This stinks!" Right? Like he's signing a security contract immediately. Yeah. Like he's like, "I'll yeah. jump in right now." Yeah, he's helping out. He's just, "What can I do, fellas?" I went up to security and said, "What can I do, fellas?" <laughs> Right, you're like, <laughs> how can I help? You guys need help? What's going you're on? You cop, and while you acting like one, Pat's like, I'm a cop. I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> today I'm. I've been deputized. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Deputy dog. All right. Uh, next up, Stretch Armstrong. <clears throat> also, uh, fin- incredibly big at this time. Yeah, and yeah, not yeah. just furnace fest. No, not just furnace fest. This uh, this killed this night. I vaguely remember seeing uh, them on this and. They definitely killed. Yeah, no debate. Uh, yeah, they were on that, um, Ferret. They kind of, uh, if you're not in the South or part of that uh, kind of Furnace Fest uh, scene, they've kind of been lost to time. Uh, but they, we've described them before as kind of like if if Bane played it a little straighter. Uh, Bane goes more places than people give them credit, but at their base they have this kind of uh you know fella uh, uh, fellas who saw some youth crew music and and it wasn't enough uh stretch armstrong does that uh but also uh kind of kind of just <laughs> keeps it on track i guess would be a way to put it uh the songs are concise they make uh sense to basically anybody's ear if you've heard melodic hardcore music may or may not be your thing but certainly if you are if you like bane at all you should check out stretch armstrong and if you kind of just are not judgmental of likable hardcore, because that's what I would call it, uh, you should check it out as well. Yeah, I mean, if you like, if Reach the Sky, 
I think this is very, you know, in that same lane. Also, did I Mandela affect them being on ferret? Because they were on solid uh, state the whole time, but state. I could have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were on solid state the whole time. I, think. I would have bet 20 bucks that they were on some like ferret that like for the record song was on a fucking ferret comp. Did I make that up? I mean, the comp, the comp could be fucking anything. The comps at this time were the most irresponsible fucking things that ever existed. So I, uh, that could very well be, but yeah, they were a headliner of, you know, uh, on all of these festivals. They were, they they were one of the headliners the year before, um, big band had a huge crossover with a bunch of different Christian and, and secular folks. All right. Uh, speaking of the secular sect, I think, right? Shai Halud? Yeah. Um, also, in 2023, it's hard to explain how big Shai Halud was yeah. in 2022. In 2002. Yeah. Huge. Huge. This is uh, early on with Geert. Oh, right. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the LP had just come out. Yes, which is uh, not Hearts Once Nourished, the other one, the later one, right? Um, no, no, that's right. Hearts Once Nourished? Yeah. 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 Oh, no, that's why, because they had – it's amazing that they were as big as they were because they put out a record. So they had – yeah, Hearts Once Nourished – wait a minute. Hearts Once, Hearts Once Nourished with Hope and Compassion was released in 1997. Yep. That's right. Huh. The LP, that within Blood Ill Tempered. That's right. Two thousand and three. That shit took six years for them to come out. For that to come out. What's the limit? If if you have been a band and you haven't released a record for like three years, that's like a reunion record, I think, right? <laughs> I would believe so. That's a yeah. good uh that's a good rule of thumb. We should use mm. that for something. Yeah, because they February of twenty of nineteen ninety seven, a prou- profound hatred of man. Which was the seven inch? No, right. no, no. EP. We're getting confused. A profound hatred of man. I want to say I was the collection of seven inches or a collection of other shit, right? What? A profound hatred of man. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. While you while you look this up, Pat. Um, no, it says extended play. A profound hatred of man. EP yeah, remastered and reissued on. August 29, 2006, in the A Profound Hatred of Man compilation through Revelation Records includes songs from Splits, compilations, and B-sides. The yes, original 7-inch is called A Profound Hatred of Man. Oh, yeah, you're yes, right. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. And I here's the reason why it's confusing. Here's yes. why it's confusing. The 7-inch t- the is called The Profound Hatred of Man. There's a song on the next record called A Profound Hatred of Man. <laughs> That's correct. I think they did it's that on a few the, things. I think they might have done that on several records, actually. Yeah, where like, the next record had a song titled... Off the last yeah. record, so yeah, very for, for uh, the world is a very Led Zeppelin energy of them. Good job, guys. Um, how's the holy world? For the world, good song. I'm looking at it's you know, Shia Lude had some tracks, man. Dude, that first <laughs> seven inch is fucking fantastic. They had some tracks. Where do you guys think Shai Halud would want to retire if they were going to retire? They should have stopped to set your body ablaze. Well, no, like location wise, where would they retire? Pompano. They're from yeah, Pompano. Pompano. Why wouldn't they just yeah. return to Pompano? Yeah, That's yeah. true. True. Good point. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Right. I mean, I think that would be the most, that would make the most sense. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, and fit. Uh, camp CKY can't kill yourself. Best band. I never fucking got this. All I remember is when we were leaving the next day, 
I ran in. I was like, oh shit, that's that guy. Bam. He was in like the in the in the gas station when we were leaving. All right, Patrick, it, you it has been requested to hear your take on CKY. Uh, high school riffs. They play high school music. Um, they had that one song that everybody that because that's a high school. Riff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, the, the, it I mean, every it, asshole like sound checked with that fucking riff. Yeah, look, it, 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 there's uh, bands that people like because they feel like they could play them. You know what I mean? Like, and this is one of those, the, every riff that this band ever had was a high schooler riff. And, uh, I'm not saying that necessarily as an insult even, you know what I mean? Um, but that's what it was. Did you guys know the CKY videos before the band? Yes. Nah. They were good. They were pretty cool. Good, good videos. Um, Band sucked. Saw him at the uh, 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 casino skate park. Um, it sucked. Your, your high school rift is right. Stick to the cool videos, guys. Uh, and the Misfits uh, featuring Michael Graves. Dig up her bones. Boys. Was he gone? Who was singing for them at this point? Jerry Only. Oof. And so so it wasn't was Zoli era yet. Zoli era is fantastic. No, no. <laughs> this was like, I think, remember when they had like Dez from Black Flag in it for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. And Mark, yeah. I think he was. Then in, they had they had one of the Ramones. I think Joey Ramone sang with them for a few while. Like a little, it's, this was really bad. It's really bad. Not, yeah. Yeah, not Joey, Marky. Marky, yeah, Marky. Not not one of them. Joey's not one. fucking slumming it with the Misfits. Johnny, whatever Bill, Bill Ramone, or whatever his name is, the other one, Bill Robert Ramone, Ramone Patrick Ramone, Thomas Ramone. <laughs> um, um, what do you guys yeah. think? Like, what do you think if you were Jerry Only? What What do you think his dream job as a child was? Uh, Steel worker. I was gonna. I was gonna say uh, light construction or demo. I think he wanted to play fullback for the New York Giants. Oh, that could very well be. Yeah, have a an uh, got a photo of the misfits outside of their outfits. One of them wearing head to toe sweatsuit, New York Giants sweatsuit, and like a like pro line uh, New York Giants jacket. Like it's wow. very nineteen ninety three, Tom. It's hilarious. I mean, um, like, I mean, not to speak fucking out of school, not to say something that may be offensive bunch of italian guys from new jersey of course they're <laughs> the fucking giants that's true well, especially lodi they're in the shadow of the battlelands yeah come on bro glenn anzalone you know he likes the giants <laughs> patrick how much would it cost in 2023 to get you to have a devil lock for two weeks so you got to uh, grow your hair out long enough all right so i make have to have a devil lock. it has to go to the tip of your nose yeah, I make uh, listen. I make uh, okay money, but I uh, have a family, so I could, I need mm-hmm. the money. Uh, I th- there's things that I would do for money, uh, including mm-hmm. devil lock. Uh, I don't leave the house very much. Is there any so, sort of no, no? You don't have no. It's just you just have to go, like you have to like your oh, your Twitch streams with Eric. Five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. <laughs> so so there's five hundred dollars. A town not far from here. Um, there's a couple folks who live there who are very, very rich, and a couple billionaires who are very rich and generous with it. Who are when you're a billionaire, uh, when people come knocking for good causes, you know whether it's like 
the Little League team or this karate dojo or something. It's like, well, how much? They'll be like, oh, you know, we're looking. It's like, well, wait, how much? How much do you need? Like, what's the total amount you need? It's like, well, we're trying to raise fifteen thousand. It's like, here you go, there you it's go. Like There's the whole thing. That's so so f- five hundred. That's it. That's, I mean, I don't have to leave the house for any reason, and the All only right, people. Tom, I how much with... for you to have the devil lock? Two weeks. I'm not. I mean. <laughs> Donate it somewhere and I'll fucking do it tomorrow. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. Um, All right. How much, Pat, to do the first two weeks of the drain tour oh. with the Devil Lock? <laughs> also, one of the tricks in the Devil Lock, they used to to um, to make it stay together. They would wrap their hair in black uh, electric tape. Oh, interesting. What um, would that cost? What would that cost? That sounds annoying. We'd uh, have to get you some kind of duct tape, though, to keep your shit together. But... Two weeks, uh, five grand. Um, I would. If there's any benefactors out there want to PayPal Patrick Kinlan five thousand dollars? He will. You heard it. It's a. Yeah. This is a binding contract. I mean, my hair's not long enough at this point, but I would. You got uh, about a month. I was. Th- I was thinking about shaving my head for for that tour. Shave, shave. What do you think, dude? You got to shave your head. I'll do it. I, I look back on old pictures of like tours and stuff, and I'm like, why did I have hair? Yeah, stupid. Shave your fucking head for six weeks and you come back. It's like you don't have to worry about sweating. You don't feel like a dirt bag. Like, shave your head, man. I'll do it for you. Thank Put you. Put a fucking mad ball on. I'll shave your head, man. Thank you. You got it. Free. Guys, you. Everybody, that was Saturday at Hellfest 2002. Uh, shave your head or grow a devil lock. We Did don't you care. see the lineup for Sunday? Oh. Do you remember what Where happened could- on Sunday? Where can we learn more about Patreon to figure out the rest? (laughs) Uh, 